Hi, everybody, and welcome to this interview and chat with Kirsty Costa and myself, Laura Dalligan, in which we are going to discuss our musical journey, how long we've known each other, how we've worked together, and our music, our art, and our spirituality. So over to the hostess with the mostest, Kirsty Costa. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so me and Laura have been friends for around 16 years now. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my Lord. Um, before we both met, uh, we both uh, were in kind of punk rock bands. Uh, kind of, yes. I had one guy in our band, but it's mainly females. And that was the same for you. Same here. Yeah, we had, um, yeah, it was an all female band, but then we usually got the, the bassist um, was usually um, a man, <laughs> which is funny, isn't it? Because I think in old, in those kind of um, first of those punk rock female bands, it was usually. Um, the basses that was female in the rest of the band and now it was in all we, we kind of turned it around that we had an all-female band and a male bassist which wasn't on purpose but just how it worked <laughs> yeah and how how was your experience with that like with um that kind of music and singing is quite different to what you're doing now so yeah I know I can't I do quite obviously I was sort of 15 16 when doing this we were called Crave you know, I think we were called Riot before. I've always find band names really hard. Like, you have these amazing ideas. When you sit down to go, what's our band name? It's always, like, the worst headache ever. <laughs> it was just like, going, um. uh, so we, we were called Crave. And the way we used to design our posters, with, like, we did that kind of real, you know, ink self-designing our little posters. It always looked like Grave. And because we were really gothy, you call Grave? No, Crave. It was just like, <laughs> call Grave? No. But we were just really gothy and punky. And um, but I think it was just a really positive experience as a whole because, you know, um, you're 15, you're 16, you feel really different. You don't know how to express yourself. You don't know how you fit in. You don't feel you fit in. And and that's just not a cheesy little story. It was really genuine. It was like, a real he- I had um I had severe anorexia before this band so I was kind of recovering from that like yeah. and it was my way of expressing in this kind of primal scream I don't think I was really singing very well um <laughs> that, you know I can play guitar that I can sing that I can express myself that my words have some power and even if it was very messy you know it, it had a very raw feeling to it it wasn't polished it wasn't, you know, but it was very experimental. Uh, we all loved punks. I loved industrial stuff and Nine Inch Nails. And I wanted to put samples on everything, you know. <laughs> but uh, it was all in the power of experimenting and expression. And I really appreciate that we did that because what a great way to, you know, go through your teens and heal and scream and just try and find your space. Yeah. No, that's really good that you found it a healing um, experience and that you were able to kind of have a voice that young. I didn't really didn't start the band until I was about 20 but I started getting in with musicians when I was about 17 and I'm going to a lot of gigs and I started I went to a youth project and they had a singing teacher there so I could have kind of free or very cheap lessons and that's kind of how I got into thinking oh I'd actually quite like to do this properly and and learn to sing and be in a band but yeah. until I was 20 in the end after having some lessons but my voice I mean it would just fatigue because I didn't have a proper technique or warm-up that I was doing I was just kind of going for it but on the other hand it was so free like you said and just raw and um 
like I can't believe when we look back on it, I can't believe how confident we were to get on stage having like not really have played music for very long. No, no, my guitar playing was pretty naff. You know, it really was. But actually, I look back and saw a video fairly recently. Like someone had saved, I don't know where it came from, but it was like a recording on some cable TV show of Leicester and it was us recording. And I was like, I always remember me being a bit crap on the, I was like, oh, you know what? Oh, it's all right. And I was just rocking out. And I was like, oh, I was really proud of little Laura for gothy rocking out. Um, I was doing more guitar than singing. I did a bit of singing. Um, but I was always so nervous. I think there's that sort of thing about being on stage. It was just more like everything that we do with music and art, it's more like this force that, to do it. And then you're kind of, the human self's going, I'm really scared. But it's just kind of creative force to keep pushing forward. And I'm really, really scared. <laughs> Still have that now. Really, really. <laughs> yeah, I think actually the more I learn how to sing, the less I kind of wanted to put myself out there because it's so mm. critical. And it's something mm. I wanted to go back to that time where I was just threw myself on stage <laughs> And just had fun. <laughs> and, and I and I was writing songs. It was the first kind of songs I was writing, and I um, kind of learned to do that with the guy in the band. He he was already in another band, and he sang and he wrote songs, and that was my first experience of actually having a voice of my own lyrics, and it was an amazing experience actually. And I'd really yeah, and I came to see you, didn't I, when I first met you, because you were super gothy. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know Kirsty back then you wouldn't recognize her from <laughs> well I had a, I had a, it used to happen quite a lot that I'd go to a gig of a band that um I went to see quite often but every time I went it was like I was a new person and they'd mm -hmm. say to who I was with like who is that girl you're with and come before she's come so many times it's the same girl but she looks different every time <laughs> that's good it's part of part of the art the, invent, the dreadlocks red yes hair, red hair yeah in it, or yeah just trying to find I think I was trying to put what was inside out <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely like that's how we go isn't it <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I realise now I didn't. I don't really need to do that. But I'm. I don't regret trying new things. I guess. <laughs> well, I think if you go through your teens and then or twenties and you, you know you don't regret it, then you haven't really lived, have you? You've got to go. Oh my god, to a few things. <laughs> like, really, I'm able actually through your help to look back at myself with kindness and be like, bless you. You are. Yes. Face. you're in a place of trying to find the light <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> through the darkness through the um, darkness but yeah how, how did you sort of feel you learned from being in that kind of early punk rock band so yeah to have a voice to have a I mean I've always been opinionated <laughs> what we as, like. as accepting as I am of other people's views I've always had something to say for myself and that gave me a real channel to do that and yeah actually that band led me to um so where we used to practice and the guy who was in the band we used to practice at his college and that's when I started having singing lessons at the college 
and then I ended up doing a diploma there. So I feel like being in the band gave me a push to go and study music and commit my life to it. So yeah, um, me and Laura were working together, weren't we? Were, indeed. That's how we really became friends, wasn't it, as well? We were working together in, in London at a, a TV a psychic TV show, which I still um, have, you know, still work for sometimes back in a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and I was kind of behind the scenes and I've seen Laura grow so much as a person and like as a presenter and yeah, like a TV personality. It's been really, really <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as friends. Um, yeah. So I kind of slowly faded that out of my life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the more I did music and so I yeah. went off to do my degree my diploma and my degree yeah and How did that did that give you lots of confidence to do the diploma and the degree was that really or helping you develop your style yeah I think so but it was very strange because I didn't grow up I did grow up with rock music my older sister is very into rock music so I was always a part of my life and always loved it but I did used to sing along with rock singers when I was young, but I liked a lot of R&B music and soul. Um, And so when I turned up at college looking very rocky, when we went to do the R&B sections, they were like, don't worry, we'll get through this soon and you can, we can do rock. And I was like, I love R&B. I was so judged for my, um, yeah, my, my style. It was just like, I was like, two different people like my voice and like were they quite shocked when you started sort of singing in that style they're like okay <laughs> like yeah oh like oh you do like this I was like this is what I've been listening to since I was a child but yeah they thought I was just like a kind of rocker but I mean that that style is something that suits my voice and I enjoy and I love the energy of singing something big as you know a whole body experience so that's yeah that is nice so yeah it did help me and it gave me lots of tools to be open-minded and sing lots of different styles and yeah it was a great experience and to be in a bubble with musicians all the time yeah 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 yeah. it's good and at the beginning of that degree was when we started jamming together because I remember in the house just before I started my degree and we played together and you were playing guitar and yeah, absolutely. I think you've always been like this spark to get me back into music. You know, I kind of drift in and out of doing it. I have done my whole life since I was sort of 15, 16, where I used to focus on that for a bit and then I drift out a bit for a bit. And then Kirsty comes back and it always like brings the music back, which is brilliant. Because sometimes you need somebody to, um, to in, especially especially because I think I always felt like I'm not a musician. I'm not a very good guitar. And I've always just felt that in you know, that self-reflection. So, I, um, so how do you when Kirsty comes up and it's not necessarily about being a good musician. It's actually, it's just the joy of music, isn't it? And creating something and, um, and improving or, yeah. And yeah, and that's always when you come back into my life a little bit with your music, I go, oh yes. And we get, we kind of really inspire each other, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like we've always supported each other. And I just wanted to say how, you know, important it is to have people supporting you on your journey. Like, yeah you can practice as much as you like and do all the things, but you kind of need that support from your friends or other musicians to kind of keep you going. I mean, a lot of people are single-minded and they just, they go, but I think it's the community that drives you on. 
Mm. I think music is such a it's such a group activity, isn't it? It's like ancient. Like we'd all it's a sense of sitting around the fire and sharing songs and sharing. It's that part of sharing that makes it more beautiful, isn't it? Like in in our kind of in our blood. Like I'm sure before TV and before this and when we used to live more communally, we'd probably sit around the fire and tell a story, sing a song, play an instrument, and it would be this way that we'd work and and I think that when we have people that we can do that with and not judging and do you remember like in the in the mere fest days Kirsty yeah, the mere fest days we'd have like um in around 2014 15 that kind of time we had a lovely group of musicians that would come up and stay from uh Kent Kent I think um and they'd come up and play in Glastonbury it's where I live and uh we just all be sitting we'd, and that's what got me again into feeling more confident into sharing it with people because that kind of non-judgmental sitting around you just play a song just play some notes play this no one's going oh god apart from me only my head to do that to myself <laughs> but it was such a lovely place for things to be born wasn't it like lovely ideas and things like that yeah and you know it made me want to cry because they had like a violinist there as well and he was playing along with us and you know it just that room was alive with music and just like so much like you said like non-judgmental just people yeah. really embracing and listening yeah and when just being really happy that you're doing it like I remember like it's just the touch the earth guys with their band and they would and, and remember uh just kind of so just play a chord just play a chord you know just like and they're just really happy that you play a few chords and you just kind of then next year share a song and it was just like yeah that kind of encouragement I think is invaluable like you say it's not music is, is a solo thing in a way isn't it because you're expressing yourself but when you've done that you you, you do want to have that sharing and that feedback from others don't you even if it's not always <laughs> fun because I went through a long time I left university and I I was productive I went out and I found a band and it that ended up being more like a duo and I wrote music for about five years with this guy we recorded I found all the recordings the other day oh. on a gig and I didn't want to show anyone and I was so critical after my degree like I hid away and I kind of it wasn't that I wasn't making music and it wasn't that I wasn't doing it anymore but I wasn't sharing it and mm. I feel mm. like less of a musician because I, I wasn't oh, there it? It was very how cool. critical we are to ourselves and <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's when I started um, I started learning to play on my own um, and started to write a few things alone. And that's when we had that time down in Cornwall with my lovely friend Johnny. Brilliant, uh, the raccoon times. Our songs, didn't we? Yeah, oh my God, that was just an, ama an, an amazing experience as well. That we kind of had, you know, just to be able to put those songs down onto, um, yeah, and it was beautiful, a beautiful time in Cornwall and um, just lovely. Again, by the way, just shaking just so much. The nerve is like, it's a lot to work through nerves, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's been a big thing for me. And I think um, I get more nervous when I have to play guitar and then your, your handshake. So when you sing your handshake, you can kind of like hide it. And I don't know, like but when you're playing guitar, you kind of need your hands. <laughs> the sweat comes and then it's like oh gosh I can't. and then I mean I did, did a live even this year I did a little live concert through a festival and there's just one song when I knew I was anxious about it so I was like okay I've got to just do this you know the rest of the songs are absolutely fine but 
if we hadn't practiced enough, I think practice is possibly the, the key. Uh-huh. I mean, my hands just froze. They just froze. And they, I was like, no, they're just not going to move. <laughs> and it's so embarrassing. But it's like, you were just the nerves. They just went, I can't actually move my hand. <laughs> it's just like... I think how nervous you are isn't based on how good you are because I think you're very amazing musician bless you yourself on a stage it um yeah I suppose it yeah it makes you feel kind of like very vulnerable and it is one of the most vulnerable things you can do isn't it really it's like because unless you're writing songs you don't care about um, or you don't feel a connection to you're kind of saying here's how I feel even though I've hidden it really well in metaphors <laughs> so you probably can understand how I feel but I'm still going to say how I feel and and that can be really the most really that's vulnerable thing isn't it yeah and that's like when I'm working with people at the moment it's getting people to really relax and be in touch with their body and when you kind of really in tune with your breathing and you're doing kind of that deep breathing and doing that you're less likely to have that reaction because you're calm aren't you and you, you trust yes. the body to produce the note because you know where it sits in your body and it becomes more like a muscle memory and when I'm teaching I'm doing it like so that you're in your most safe place and with your voice and if your body can click in like that then hopefully you can get through the nerves yeah absolutely and I've already found that like through the few lessons that you've been giving me recently the vocal coaching I've just realized my whole life I've never had that knowing of where to place a voice, I just got to go, <laughs> just hope it works. Um, well. having that, <laughs> um, but like having that kind of, just that sort of structure, I think is, or maybe that's not the word, but a technique or, a, you know, a safe place to go with your voice is, is, is brilliant. And yeah, I think, as you say, the more you know your voice and know yourself, that's just one thing to go off the nerves, isn't it? Of wanting to go off the list of panics. And just making yourself do it again and again, isn't it, as well? And, um, yeah. You do your hand freezes on the guitar. <laughs> and to be really, to learn to be really in the moment of the song and, and remember the, the original reason you wanted to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, want, you have something to say or you want to put something out into the world that's really important to you. So think of yourself almost like a channel. It's yeah. not about you, it's about the message. And I think that about helps me. as well. But, you know, it's just... Yeah. I just think, no, no, it's true, it's true. And to go back into, almost like to close your eyes and to go back into that feeling of when you wrote that song or what you were, the visuals you have around that song or um, if, if that song takes you to a special place, then to visualise yourself there and that helps, I think. Yeah, you're a storyteller. I mean, when you're telling a story, if I'm like reading a story or telling a story to a child, I don't get nervous because I'm, no. I'm trying to put the story across. It's not about me. I'm telling a story, aren't I? So yeah, totally. Want to totally. put emotion into that? Like, if it was a story, you would be putting in the different voices and using dynamics and all of those kind of things. If you think if you're focusing on those things, you're not focusing so much on I'm on a stage and everyone's looking at me and I feel really like I'm going to get shot or like someone's like, you know, going to throw something at me. Because generally, <laughs> yeah. You know, generally, you know, fight the best fight. thing, no one wants to watch somebody going, <laughs> <laughs> the, people, the crowd want the best for you too. Like they want to be 
they want you to kind of do your thing and they it's funny you know they don't want you to sit there and go like that would make them uncomfortable so it's like I remember just my first gig um on my own at um a festival you know, I just went in the deep end didn't do any warm-up just went to a festival and everyone was, but I didn't know a lot of people there which kind of makes it worse in a way I don't know if it does or not. I know everyone's, I just, everyone's face is just staring at me, willing me just to do okay. Like, and I was like, <laughs> just freaking out. And then lovely face is just trying, like, like we want you to do well, Lauren. I'm like going. <laughs> you, do, uh, you do throw yourself in at the deep end, and I kind of really yeah. respect that about you. Like, yeah. some people think like, oh, that person's so, you know, confident and they've done all these things. It doesn't mean that you don't go in without feeling fearful you've just put yourself through it and that's what courage yeah. isn't it I think someone said to me like why do you do that to yourself like you know people ask why would you do that to yourself you know but I was like I don't it's the same thing that forces you to create this you know you know it's there maybe it's not honed maybe it's not ready but it's there and so you may as well just express that and, and go for it and take opportunities when they come if someone says do you want to play a festival yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm being like I should have done that. What if I'd done that? It's like regret the things you did, not the things yeah. you do. I think it would it would feel worse to you if you weren't doing what you put all that time and effort into. Exactly. And it's, and it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think, you know, music is such a massive part of our lives. And whether we're listening, you know, or creating, it's, it's a huge part. And I also find like with art, like my paintings, it, it all weaves together. It's 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 just part of life, like the fabric of life. So, why not do it? 